praise you, to magnify your name, declare your goodness and your grace in our lives. And Father, this was all wrought through the Lord Jesus Christ. That name be magnified in the service, every heart and every life. Father, be open to that name and the work of God in that name. And Father, as we open this service, Father, we never tire praying this prayer because we mean it with all of our hearts. Lord, help us get this job done. Even so, Lord Jesus, we bid thee come. Father, we pray these things in Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. amen. You may be seated and good morning, everyone. And welcome to the Fredonia edition of Family Church, one of 10 locations meeting in New York, Pennsylvania, and also one in Europe. So I guess we can call it 11 and more to come, praise the Lord. So we welcome each and every one of you, the church family here, uh, those watching via live stream all over the world. And so, hey, again, like our announcer said, if you are watching live stream, go ahead and tell us you're watching and tell us where you're watching from. And I double dog dare you to do that. You know why I say that? Because I have people all the time, I travel, people from other countries, people from different states. Oh, I watch you, I watch you. We don't know your wife. You know, so I double dog dare you. Yeah, and then they come up and say, well, we watch you all the time. We watch you all the time. So praise the Lord. So if you could do that, that would be a blessing to us, especially if we're being a blessing to you. Um, I want to start off by, again, saying thank you, thank you, thank you. A couple weeks ago, we had a, a birthday celebration slash doctorate uh, celebration. And, uh, you know, the church uh, did a dinner and uh, all the cards and the gifts. Thank you, thank you. Because uh, this past Sunday, more people gave me a cards that couldn't be there or weren't there. So thank you so much. You, you make me feel loved. And uh, I'm just so glad we're, we're in the same foxhole together, fighting for the kingdom of God, getting this job done. So thank you. God bless you uh, deeply and richly. Um, and also, uh, again, our announcer said it. Um, thank you for those that uh, did a work day at the parsonage where we live. My wife can attest, if I had to take care of my yard, I'd have to quit the ministry and it'd be a full-time job. Because, you know, you know, live on a hill, we have 22 acres and so forth. But uh, for those of you that help and volunteer, we have people that do it weekly. But special, special times of working really, really help me. And that way I can give myself to the ministry of the word and prayer and not to yard work, even though I love yard work. And so thank you. And again, if you, if you missed this opportunity, I, I believe we can use some more helpers weekly every Saturday morning. Uh, go ahead, Mr. Jason, stand and turn around, look at Mr. Handsome Jason. If you're interested in helping out every week or maybe when you're available on Saturday mornings, usually from nine to noon and uh, Something can be provided, refreshments and so forth, if that's your incentive, but uh, just to be able to, to serve and to help. It would be a blessing and a good, good way for you to be blessed as you serve us unto the Lord. Uh, and just one little correction um, from our announcer, and again, we're not blaming our announcer, you might have just got some misinformation, um, that the family day is not July 12th. It is June 12th, so it's, it's coming on up, and so it's really exciting. It's going to be up at the, probably your, not, your notes said July. Maybe I did. No. See, we got such humble people. You know, when, when I heard it, I thought, did he say July? And uh, then, you know, we weren't sure. Then someone said, yeah, he said July. Then everyone starts taking blame. No, maybe I wrote it wrong for him. And I, see, I love that. We, we got such loving, humble people. And so, we, you know, we're not quick to blame. We're all quick to take fault. And how many know God blesses the humble? So praise the Lord. And so it is June 
12th, and it's going to be at uh, our house, you know, and so it's going to be a fun time. And uh, probably one of my gifts for coming to my house, I won't preach as long, you, you know how that goes, but, <laughs> you know, miracles, we doth, thus believe in them, right, it's the Lord, so, you know, and I hope you appreciate that, you know, I always have something to say, you know, such, you know, I'm full of what I preach on, and, uh, you know, and so I, I have to get out. I hope you appreciate that. I hope you, 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 you don't appreciate more someone has nothing to say and go home in 15 minutes. <laughs> you know, praise the Lord. Uh, I guarantee you, you won't have that experience here. Praise the Lord. Without further ado, kids, kids, thank you. Thank you for bearing with me. Here, go ahead. If you have been, haven't left already, uh, kids and workers, you can be dismissed to your program. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And uh, for the rest of us, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn them to our golden text, which is, and I'm trying, man, because i got a lot to say before we get to our golden text, Matthew chapter 17. Matthew 17. I just had to see if we were going to refer to something before we get there. Uh, two weeks ago, we began a new series entitled A Supernatural Supply. And so this is the third part of that series. And from the get-go, we made mention of why are we teaching along this line. Of course, it's something from the beginning of the year the Lord has put on my heart uh, to teach on. And uh, as events have unveiled and unfolded in America, I can see why. Um, you know, it's, and so the reason for this series is, number one, the importance of thinking right in these last days, especially when it comes to finances and God's supply in our life. Uh, as you know, gas prices have more than doubled, uh, or just about doubled uh, since last year. Inflation has skyrocketed, and in natural, it looks like doom, gloom, and agony on me, you know, you know, men's hearts failing for fear, and you know, people can get in fear over, over the economy, over prices, and so forth, and you know, if we, we look just to the natural, you, you can be afraid, but we must remember that God has a supernatural supply for us, and that's what we're focusing on, because it's important for us to think right about it. Because if we don't think right about the day we live in, if we're on the negative side, if we're focused so much on the, everything going bad, uh, we're, we're going to shut off God's supernatural supply. So as a man thinketh, so is he. So it's important that, number one, we think right. And when we think right, we'll believe right. And uh, when we believe right, we'll have what God says we can have. But uh, we must think right. You know, if, what if gas goes to $10 a gallon? So what? You know, God isn't up there and says, oh my God, we, Gabriel, we're going to have to finish this thing up. You know, I, I'm running out of supply. <laughs> you know, God has unlimited resources. And all through the Bible, we have read, there's just too many examples, Old Testament, New Testament, and God will always, always take care of his children. And it seems like God thrives on it. Especially if a man says it can't be done, God says, let me show you. Yeah. 
And so, uh, you know, as the world, you know, when people are complaining about gas prices, cost of living, and, and do yourself a favor, never complain about it. Because if you complain about it, it stops supply from coming, even if you're joking about it. Okay. Now, let, let me help you. I'm just going to put the pastor side. And uh, you have to understand that much of our supply is, the, is on the earth, and it's all on the earth. And angels said, have you read the book, What God Taught Me About Prosperity by Kenneth Hagin? We gave that out last week. And much of our supply is through the, the ministry of angels. And angels hearken to the voice of God's word. That when you speak God's word, when you speak faith, angels get to operating. Because you have to understand, in heaven, in the kingdom of heaven, your words are your will. When Satan wanted to overthrow uh, God, which he wasn't very successful at, what do you say? I will. I will do this. I will ascend. I will, I will take his throne. You know, that type of thing. See, his words were his will. And so... With, with angels, whatever you say, they take that as your will. And they don't joke. You know, when you say, oh, oh, I'm just so poor, you know. And so an angel, your angel who is supposed to help you bring supply, and you say, I am so poor, they'll look, why do you want to be poor? You know, and when you say, I can never do this, or we can never have that, and they'll say, why, why do you want that? And if you say it, I got to obey it. That's what you want. And if you want doom, gloom, and agony, there's, there's nothing I can do about that. If you want lack, there's nothing I can do about that. And so it's very important these last days we don't even get into f joking about everything. You know, we, we speak faith. We, speak, we think right. And we speak the word. And we allow heaven's resources to come our way. And so that's a reason uh, for, for this uh, series, but also something uh, I, I believe, again, the Lord has been ministering to me and dealing with me is the importance of getting this building paid off. And, uh, you know, and so we're, we're going to talk a little bit about that and so forth. And uh, we, we, we live in a beautiful building, and uh, it, it's time to really start setting our faith and focus to get this, this building paid off, and that way we can do a whole lot more you know, and uh, reach the world and bring Jesus home. And so um, we started in the series, and uh, before we, we get into today's lesson, uh, we're going to have a little family chit-chat, family time, you know, family meeting. Do you have family meetings in your home? You know, we, we do that. If, if there's something that pertains to the whole family, a big decision, we, we call, let's have a family meeting and let's, let's talk about this. So, so we're going to have a little bit of family talk here this morning and uh, for those of you watching, you're, you're included, you know, in this, and you can get involved in this and so forth. Uh, first of all, I want to talk a little bit about the uh, Miracle Crusade that's coming in August. I know it's, it's mid-May, the Ides of May, but, uh, you know, we want to cast a vision for the Miracle Crusade. Uh, we are, again, very honored and thrilled to offer our building for this crusade. Uh, again, we are simply offering our building, and, uh, and we're, we're thrilled that they, they would choose us, that they would trust us. You know, uh, the Frame Ministries, they go through a lot of churches in America, around the world, and they, they have four crusades a year, 
And not only did they want one crusade last year, they, they opted to have another one. So that, that, that tells us that, uh, you know, they, they, they like coming here. And so we're just honored, thrilled, and pleased. Um, and you have to understand, this is a little different than us bringing a guest minister in. When we bring a guest minister in, like we, we had Randy Greer, what we do, we pay his expenses to come because we invite him to come. We pay for the hotel, any meals, anything. We pay for the expenses and, you know, and then give him an offering, and that's right and good and scriptural. But with these crusades, they come because they ask to use our building. They come at their own expense. Uh, we're talking, you know, uh, of course, Pastor Nancy's in California. We're talking airfare car rentals, hotels, meals, etc., etc. Now, if you've done any traveling, I do quite a bit of traveling uh, for the ministry, but also to go to conferences. Tra- traveling's not cheap. Um, airfare, uh, when just Nancy and I, are, and many times now Audrey travels with us when we go to conferences, you know, the airfare is a few thousand dollars. The hotel's a few thousand dollars. Rent a car's about a thousand dollars. And you know, Bam, 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 bam. And that's not including eating. Yeah, yeah. So you're looking at three, three, four, five thousand dollars to, to go somewhere. And to me, uh, why, why, why would you go somewhere? Because me going to a meeting and receiving something spiritual uh, is something that money can't touch. Money, money can come and go, but to receive impartations, to grow. I mean, you have one life. And I, I, I want to please God in, and, and seek Him first. And so it, it costs three to $5,000 every time we take a trip uh, to go to a conference. Now imagine this, they, they come on their own expense and not just passionate, but a team. They're bringing their whole, probably what, 20 people at least? Yeah, at least 20. So you take the three to $5,000 that costs us to go somewhere and you multiply it by 20. Uh, we, we have a, a, uh, a, a principle, but also a math whiz. And, and, you know, we could have him testify and do the math. It, it, it's costly. Tens of thousands of dollars. It's going to cost them just, just to come, praise the Lord. And so, and they don't ask for a cent. They simply do not ask for a cent. And last year, it was on my heart to raise $25,000 just to offset the expenses. And guess what? We rallied and we did it. And uh, not only that, uh, last year, uh, we, uh, we saw that in the, we were, thought we were going to use more of the Dufresne room. We put an air conditioning system down there. How much was that? About $8,000? $4,000? And so not only did we, we cover, we, we gave them $25,000 to help cover expenses, and, but we, we did projects around here. And, and you guys were amazing. We rallied and... Uh, it, 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 was, it was just a, a, an awesome, awesome time. And no doubt Jesus was, was very, very pleased about that. Again, if you're tuning on, we're having a little family chit-chat with the congregation here. But you don't need to turn us off and go, or get a, go get a bagel. Come on, listen, you can get involved in all this. And so, uh, of course, uh, when they're coming this year, I would like to do the same thing. But I'd like to up the ante a little bit, and I would like to, when they come, to be able to present them uh, $30,000 to help cover expenses. How many know we go from glory to glory? Now, I know we can do this, right, because we did 25 last year, but really, if you added the air conditioning project and some other projects, we actually have to raise less. 
You know, if you add eight to 25,000, you know, 8,000 for the air conditioning and so forth. So I'd, li I'd like for us to, to release our faith and believe God for $30,000. And the reason we're setting it now, that way we can set our faith uh, towards this. Um, now, last year, how, how we did it, and it, it was successful that Nancy and I would do some fun matching. How many know a pastor ought to be an example? I, I would never ask anybody to give unless I gave first. Actually, my job is to, to give first. And uh, I, I get irked when, and when ministers take up offerings and, oh, you got to give this, you got to give this. Well, I, I want to say, well, how much do you give? And uh, then, then they say, well, I gave this. And it's out of their ministry. No, how much do you give personally? Oh, my ministry is me. No, no, there, there's, there's your personal life. There's ministry life. So there's two avenues that you can give. And so I always, you know, I have my own organization. And I give, I give, my goal is, you know, I give, we, Nancy and I, we give about 25% of our income minimum, at minimum way, back to the church. And, and uh, uh, FCI, uh, our, our standard is 20%. Boom, boom, boom. And so I have to be an example first. Or I'm a hypocrite. A hypocrite. And of course, we, we don't talk much about money. I, I believe in being a good example first. And so we, we did some fun matching. I think we, uh, through FCI and Nancy, me and Nancy, probably about $10,000 we, we, we did last year towards it. And so uh, what we thought this year we would do it a little differently. Just, how I many you know you experiment with things? Um, so... We wanted to raise $30,000, and uh, normally when we have a guest minister in, whatever I, I, I believe God for the offering. Now, don't turn me off because we're talking about this. This, this is an exciting part. And uh, whenever I, I believe for offering, immediately I will give at least 10% of that offering, a minimum. Sometimes I give 20, sometimes more, you know, uh, of that. But the minimum of 10%. Uh, 10%. And so 30000 10% is 3,000, right? So initially, Nancy and I are going to give $3,000 towards it, personally. That's just us personally. Uh, I have my organization, Family Church International. Uh, Family Church International will give 20% of it. That's $6,000 towards this. So you take 10%, you take 20%, that's 30%. So already 30% will be taken care of, and this is by August 1st. Because you know, I don't have the money right now, but I'm going to believe in it, and it will be in. You know, that's where I use my faith on. And so 30% uh, taking care of, of it, and we, we'd like everybody to do what, what they feel the Lord would have them to do. You know, and again, we never put pressure on, on things. As you know, we usually just say, pass the offering bucket, you know, and, and give. But um, we're going to take just a little time here this morning. Now, why in the world, why in the world, Pastor, would I want to get involved in this? You know, I've been going to this church 30 years, and I don't go to guest ministers. You know, I'm a, I am Sunday only. I tithe, and I, you know, so forth. It's an opportunity for you. It's an opportunity to sow. You know what the definition of insanity is? You all know that. If you do the same things over and over again and expect a different result. But when it comes to finances and, and harvest, the definition of insanity is believing God for a harvest, believing God for you to do something financially, and you never sow any seeds. And we know this. And again, this is part of the message. This is helping us all. I mean, we're, even, even with this, we're, we're, we're teaching, we're exhorting, we're training you that uh, a farmer, and we have farmers. I, I was a farmer. And you know what I call our farmers? I call our farmers the sages. 
Some people go to attorneys. Some people go to counselors. When, when I need to know something, I go to the sages. Because they know what God, God knows. Because they, they work what God created. And so, um, so the sages, the farmers know this. When they have a, a plot of ground and they want to harvest, they would be a fool to think that they would get a harvest out of that ground without sowing seed into it. And so very often uh, folks are saying, God, God, I have needs, I have needs. He knows you have needs. But uh, they, they don't sow any seed. And, and you cannot, the law of sowing and reaping, you cannot harvest where you've not sown. And so whenever guest ministers come, um, I, I use it an opportunity to sow seed. And this is part of our growth. And part of my job is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. You know, a lot of times when we have guest ministers, like, oh, I can't wait. I want to be blessed. I hope he prophesies to me. I hope he lays hands on me. And that's wonderful. That's wonderful. I do, too. I do, too. You know, I, I want to be blessed. I want, ooh, yeah. I want to be hit. I want to be slapped. Whatever I need, Jesus. And doctor would do that. Doctor would frame my spiritual daddy. You know, yeah, hit me again. I need it. And that's good and wonderful to have hunger for that thing. But as you grow, the Word of God says, if, if Paul said this, if you receive from me spiritual things, it's right that I receive back natural things. And so part of our growth is not only to, oh, the miracle crusades, oh, it's going to be great, I'm going to be blessed, blessed. But also to, 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 to mature up, says, Lord, I know I'm going to be blessed. But what, Lord, what can I sow? How, how, can I, can I, how can I be a blessing as well? And so it's an opportunity uh, for all of us. And, and really, if you say, bless God, I'm not interested. I, I don't go. You, you, you know what? If you sow seed, it's still going to harvest, even if you don't come. I mean, you'll miss out some of the things that we're into. But it's an opportunity to get seed into the ground. All right? Uh, and also, we want to talk a little bit about magnificent here. No, Pastor, don't overwhelm me. Only one at a time. We are doing it one at a time. Okay. We need to get this building paid off. Isn't this beautiful? Absolutely. It is magnificent. And uh, you've heard the story. I say it over and over again. Why do I say it over? To know that we don't do anything unless the Lord tells us. When I looked at this building, uh -uh, it smelled like spiritual death. I mean, mildew, rundown, yada, yada. But the Lord told me to buy it. Absolutely told me. My board wanted to buy it. Everyone around me wanted to buy it. I said, no, I don't like it. It's not me. It's, it's not what our vision is and so forth. But as you know, the Lord told me at nighttime, couldn't sleep. You buy that building. Then um, I, I said, well, we're going to buy it. When I'm going I'm to tear it apart. I'm going to rip it open. I'm going to conform it to my, my likeness and my image. Because I'm a campus man. And the Lord specifically in the nighttime said, don't you do it. And the Lord gave me specific instructions. You know, I, of course, I, I'm not a pew man. I rip out those pews. I'm, rip out the organ. Rip out this. You know, just give me a sledgehammer. I'll do it myself, Jesus. And he said, don't you do it. He says, you, you keep all that stuff in and you store the building. And he said, there's a reason why. That's all he said. And lo and behold, we obeyed God. We, we renovated and on March 4th, we just had, an, no, uh, May 4th, what year? 2018. 
2018, I just got back from vacation. And that day, we had a little campfire here. And uh, it burnt down. Well, how, how in the world can God let that happen? The Bible says all things should work together for good. And you've heard me say this two years before. I knew someone was going to have a church fire. I mean, someone was going to have a fire. And we, we opt all of our insurances personally and all the churches and stuff like that. We didn't know it was going to be our fire. And uh, when I got the call from Mr. Edwin right here, you can wave at him. He said, Pastor, Pastor, our church is on fire. And I thought for a second, and I got really excited. Which one? I thought it was the Lakeview <laughs> building. Woo! Man, we got that thing taken care of. We'll just, we'll just reap that, that insurance money. No, the new one. Oh, okay, I'll be down. And so, and you guys, people are great. People are dancing, rejoicing, because, you know, God's, you know, the devil can't do anything without God showing him off. And uh, all the community was crying. Our people rejoicing. And, you know, uh, what, 18 months maybe? 18 months of renovations. Look what the Lord has done. Magnificent. What a beautiful building. Every time I come and say, Lord, I'm so glad you talk sense in me. I was so stupid. I couldn't see the potential. I couldn't see potential on the thing. I couldn't see the potential in this building. And it is magnificent. And we use the standard of Solomon's temple. When God, whenever God built a house of his presence, God spared no expense. You know, with, with Moses, with, with Solomon's temple, everything was overlaid with gold. If you think that our building project was expensive, try Solomon's. Everything would have to be gold-laid, you know, and so forth. But uh, we, 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 we did that based on the Word of God and, and based on a commission the Lord gave us. Uh, Jesus told Brother Hagen in that little book, hopefully you're reading it, meditating on and working, practicing it, that Jesus said this, and I love this. Jesus said this to Brother Hagen because Brother Hagen was thinking wrong about finances and, and, and you know, money and so forth. And Jesus said to Brother Hagen, now the world can build a dance hall, a honky-tonk, a beer joint, or a theater, put neon lights all over in front of it, and dress it up nicely. But if you want to dress up the church, my people say, oh, no. And so Jesus knew how his people thought. And then he said this, I expect my people to have the best place in town to meet in. So we have the word, we have the spirit, and we have what Jesus said here. And so we, we, our standard, everything you did, is it excellent? Is it magnificent? We, we did not cut corners. Uh, we, we endeavored to make this house the best. Well, uh, you know, God blessed us with insurance money. Actually, the insurance company paid $800,000 more than they intended to. Folks got fired over that. <laughs> I'm sorry, you know, but we, we prayed these things out and so forth. But uh, we, we have about just over a million dollar of debt. I think pro primarily from the first renovation. Pri most of it is from the first renovation. And uh, we, we, we want to get that eradicated. And how many know there is a supply to that need. God supplies all of our needs. Now, how is this all tied together? We're having the miracle crusade. We're focusing our faith to, to sow a seed into the frame ministries. And we want to use that $30,000 gift as a seed sown to the frames and believe God that the, the harvest 
comes towards this building. Yeah. Okay. Now, we can't expect a harvest where there's no seed. We could have a building project, a building fundraiser, and so forth, and we could raise $30,000 and put it towards the $2 million, and it'd get us under two. I, would it get us not quite under a million dollars? It'll be close. You know, it'd make a small dent. 30 that would make a small dent. You know, then we'd have to do it over and over and over again if we just did it that way. But when we sow $30,000 as a seed, Jesus said it will come back good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. And that's what we want towards this building. So, again, we're, we're focusing and, and, and specific with our seed. And so, uh, it, it, it's a win-win situation for us. We get an opportunity to sow uh, to a ministry and to reap a harvest. And we want to believing for the harvest for the building. Now, everyone wins. Everyone wins. Because if you sow towards this, whatever you sow will be given back good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. You personally will be blessed, according to the Word of God. And again, what measure you meet. If, it's, if your measure is $5, God's going to take the $5, and he, He's going to pack up as much $5 into it, and you know, your harvest may be $35, which is a great, great yield. I mean, if I could, every time I sow $5 to get $35, I, you know, just wonderful. But the greater the seed, the greater the measure can come back. And again, you, you decide that. God never, God says to tithe is mine. You know, tithing is not sowing. Tithing is what gives back to God and so forth. But you decide, you decide. And so here we get blessed by sowing. We, we get a harvest here. And the church it's blessed because we take all of what you sowed into the church with this offering. We sow into frame ministries and we, we, we release our faith that, that uh, this building, help this building get paid off. I, I think it'd be just wonderful if, if everyone can get involved. You know, and when I was writing these notes, you know, before the Lord, and you know, I, I, I interjected this and, and said, just everyone do what they can. And the Holy Ghost said, you're missing the point. That's what, that's what Peter was thinking. Do, do what you can. That means believe bigger than what you would naturally could do. And, you know, and we say many hands make light work. You know, more people that sow, uh, everybody reaps. Now, again, my whole service might be this little service announcement. But we're teaching. We're training. We're, we're trying to think right. Now, what if you don't have any money? Well, I'm exempt if I have no money. Again, the importance of thinking right. 2 Corinthians 9.10, put ahead an overhead screen. And this, this is awesome. Now, he that ministered seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food, multiply your seed sowed, increase the fruits of your righteousness. What in the world that, 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 that verse says? God, who is so good and so awesome and so wonderful, and he wants to bring harvest into your life, but harvest can't come unless what? You sow a seed. When God says, if you don't have any seed, guess what? I'll give it to you. 
Now he, meaning God, that ministers seed to the sower. What's that mean? He, he will give you seed to sow if you ask him for it. If you ask him for it, he will give you the seed to sow. And you know, you know what's this crazy about God? God will give you the seed to sow. And then when you sow it, he will multiply that seed you sowed. And you'll treat that seed as, as what you gave, not what he gave you. It, it's, it's yours. I gave it to you. You plant it. And now I can good measure, press down, shake together with that I gave unto you that you asked for. So, I double dog dare you. You know, to do the word. And so, if you don't have anything, let God show up in your life. Now, you have to understand, this is, this is what we're doing personally, and we always done. You have to understand, I give a lot of my money away, and this is on top of my money. You know, naturally, it, it, I don't, do I have it? No, but I know I can believe for this. I know I can. I know I can. You know, and, and uh, you know, I'm going to initially uh, set some things in, in motion and so forth. But I'm believing for that money in order to sow it. And, and we'll come, like I know, like I know my name, all the money will be there by August 1st for, for ourselves personally, for my organization. And so even if you don't have anything, believe God for seed. Or be, just ask, you know, either ask God, and you don't even need to ask God. It says, Lord, I'd like to do this. And he'll help you. He'll honor you. Now, don't get me wrong. If you don't work and uh, you're on food stamps, don't say, God, help me fund $10,000 of it. You, according to your faith, your measure, you know, be, be wise. Because some people believe be, beyond their measure of faith. And when it doesn't happen, say, oh, it don't work. I tried. No, your, your, your faith has to be active with it. And, and God gets glory. You please God when you believe him. Imagine... You believing, and God does it, and gives seed to the sower, and all of a sudden money comes into you, and you're like, oh, this is what I believe for. But you know, you have to sow it. Because if you eat it, there, there, there's no, no uh, multiplying of it. And of course, no pressure. Absolutely no pressure. We, we don't talk much about these things. And especially no pressure if you don't quite have the revelation of sowing and reaping yet. We want you to keep coming. Because sometimes when you talk about this, oh, and you know, the devil talks to them, and they get offended, and they leave it. That's all the church talks about money. Uh-uh. Not here you don't. Now, we, we, we don't do it here. And uh, we don't want anyone to become like Judas and become offended before you have revelation. You know, Judas got offended over the offering. And I, I know sometimes, we've, people in time, I have people leave here. I, I, whenever we talk about things, oh, and they, they laughed. Why? <laughs> Judas spirit gone. No, that's why. He, even if you, I don't like this, you pastor, you just preach, let me come. Just, just keep coming. Because we're talking about supernatural supply. Get that revelation. Just don't, don't get offended uh, at, at this. You know, and the reason I understand, I used to. Man, I, I used to be in the city. Don't talk about that. That makes me uncomfortable, uneasy. You know, I wonder what your motive is, you know. And, uh, you know, why there's breaks here even this morning. I sense it by the Spirit of God. And I'm trying very delicately to help you. I was there. I was there just before I had a revelation. No farmer damns the seed. Damns the ground. The, sowing seeds bondage. 
putting in the ground. Now he says, ooh, the more I sow, the more I reap. And see, when, when you understand that's how the kingdom operates, and, uh, and you learn to grow in a place where you're not just depending on your paycheck, that you, you start living off your harvest. And you get to keep your paycheck and just start living off your harvest. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And it works if you were. So, you know, stay with us until you get a revelation of that. Okay. I guess the whole time is going to be announced because I have one more. So we're going to bring a supply. We got this down. We're, we are going to raise $30,000. It's going to come in. All of us are going to be blessed personally. And we're going to use the harvest towards magnificent. But there's another area of, of, of uh, supply we want to bring to those meetings. And it's the supply in the area of prayer. And now, so if the finances made you uncomfortable, un just thank God right now. Thank you, Jesus. A half an hour on the money thing, Jesus. You, I understand. I was there. I understand. So I, I can speak by authority. You know, you know, I got offended with the best of them when it came to money. You know, and so uh, an area of supplies and prayer. And we learned a very, very valuable lesson last time we had the crusade. We were very busy getting the building ready. We, we had some renovations. We had the, the front yard. We wanted to do things excellent, and rightly so. Rightly so. And, and it, it was a great opportunity, the things that we wanted to do, that we, we made that a goal. We wanted to get these things done before people from all over uh, the United States come. And there's going to be more this time. Canada was closed. And Pastor Craig Fields, my dear friend, the Bishop of Canada, he says, we're bringing a whole, he, he's going to fill his church up himself from people in Canada. You know, and he will. You know, he, he, he's just after it. He, he just, he's a world man. And so, uh, you know, we, we want a, a worthy place for people to meet in. And so we, we've done that. And the great thing is, there's not a whole lot more that needs to be done like the last time. But we were so focused on the building, I think we really lacked on the spiritual supply for those meetings. Uh, and so, uh, and uh, it showed up. You know, we, we, we uh, had some interesting things happen in that meeting. And I believe that it was satanic in nature to attack it. You know, we, 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 we had a lot of people sharing stuff that they weren't supposed to share in that meeting. You know, and people got ill with COVID and so forth. And we, we learned a whole lot from that. Number one, of course, it was a spiritual attack. And you always have to think about it that way. Because if you complain, murmur, blah, blah, I, this happened, you, you ruin the harvest, you ruin the meetings. It, it's important to think right about all these situations. Number one, it was a, it was a spiritual attack. And number two, number two, uh, you have to uh, understand well, we, we learned something is we had to teach on quarantine. You know, we, what Satan meant for evil, it really brought us a greater understanding that I had to teach. Why did it happen? Because some people didn't use wisdom and came to church with COVID. And they're coming to COVID and said, bless God, I'm going to have hands laid on me. Well, when you have hands laid on you and the next hands are laid on to other people, you, you just became a catalyst. And we looked at that scripturally. And see, I don't believe in sleeping anything under the rug. Anything comes up, I like to, well, what is happening? We, folks, we're foolish. 
They violate the laws of quarantine, and I, I was at fault because I'd teach you, you got to be like the woman of the issue of blood. You've got a headache, you come to church. If your tummy hurts, you come to church and get healed. Well, you have to understand a tummy ache, a headache is not catchy. You don't spread that. Then, then I saw, you know, I need to bring balance. That, you know, in all through the Bible, God instituted quarantine when something is catchy. Lepers, don't come near anybody. And it was written today, if you have symptoms of COVID, don't come near anybody. God said that. And so I had to bring that light. And that's why it happened. It was an attack. God used people that didn't use wisdom. And he, he, he prayed on my ignorance that I did not teach my people well enough. Now, it wasn't really our people, but we'll take the blame because we're all humble here. We're all humble here, aren't we? <laughs> and so, and of course, this still applies. We still have people come to church, even the Bible school, that, that don't feel, stay home, stay home when you have those type of symptoms, you know, so praise the Lord. But nevertheless, we want to bring with the financial supply, this is family chit-chat day, a spiritual supply. Finally, James 5, 16, on the overhead screen, confess your faults one to another, we just did. Pray one for another, uh, that you may be healed. Uh, I'm reading out the King James, uh, but we have the Amplified. I should read it. The earnest, continued uh, prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power, what? Available. When we pray, we make it available, dynamic, and it's working. So it's a miracle crusade, so we, we want to make power available for it. How do we make power available for it? Through prayer. How do we get a harvest finances? By sowing seed. So, we, we talked about the natural supply, and this is a spiritual supply. And so, we want to start building, like we're building finances, we're going to build a spiritual supply to be tapped into during the Miracle Crusade, and it's done through the vehicle of prayer. And so, we're, we're going to start praying. Well, well, just pray right before. No, if you understand that prayer is a supply. Just like finances, you can every week say nickels and dimes and dollars, and eventually over the course of weeks and months and years, whoo, it grows. It's called a nest egg. And then you can make, that is made available to you. You can do the same thing with prayer. So I want us to start praying for the meetings. And that way when they come, number one, shut the doors of Satan concerning it, but also bring power available. Now, how are we going to do this? We gave you the game plan for the finances. What is the game plan spiritually? Well, initially be twofold unless the Lord or we see differently is this. Every Sunday morning, oh God, here it comes. Here it comes. Every Sunday morning, if you would like, just like you don't need to give, that's up to you and God. When we dismiss the service, and I say, after the song, and I dismiss you, we're going to leave the church open for 10 minutes. And if you'd like to pray with us about the meeting, you're more than welcome to. Again, no condo bondo, if you know what that means. No bondage. We understand people got places to go. They got roasts and oven. They got dogs to take care of. Whatever, whatever it is. We, we understand that. But if you'd like to, 
help us and bring a supply, uh, we're going to open 10 minutes after the service. And if you, you're, you're, you're one of these diehard, bless God, I, I, I go for an hour or so, then you, you can take that at home and it would be greatly appreciated. So no more than 10 minutes. And we have about 15 weeks before the meetings. So you take 10 minutes times 15, that's 150 minutes. That's two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. If I were to say right now, pray two and a half hours for the meeting, you say, oh God, I am not going to pray 15 minutes for that meeting. But just little by little. And is my math correct? Yeah, the professor. You know, he's, he's the principal, but also the math professor. And so, uh, now, that's individually, two and a half hours. I, I, can, I can pray two and a half hours. I've never prayed two and a half hours in my life. You can do it by 10 minutes a week. Wouldn't it be wonderful you can have a physique body 10 minutes a week? That's all you need to put into it? That's all you did, right, Reverend Scott? Just 10 minutes a week? No, every day. But get that, and that's one individual. If we have, if, if we have like Abraham pleading for Sodom and Gomorrah, if there's 10 righteous, if we had 10 people, 10 people join us, well, 10 times 2.5 is 25 hours. My math correct? Yes. Now, we're in the end days. If we believe in a double portion, if we have 20 people, that's 50 hours. You know, when you pray 50 hours on something, how many of you know, ooh, you build up a lot of power on that. And so, we're going to do that until the miracle crusade. And so, whether you pray or not, that, that's fine. Some weeks you can make it Fine. If you can only stay three minutes, that's fine. If you, you say, I don't believe in prayer, that's fine. Just keep on coming. Then, but also, wow. You know, I do have a sermon. We're not even there yet. All right. Monday night, my wife has a prayer meeting. And up the times have been primary, the ladies, and they make tremendous power available. They, they really help me in my ministry, in my offices. And so starting tomorrow, tomorrow's Monday, we, we have done... Unthinkable. We're going to make it for both men and women. We're actually going to let the men pray for once in this church. The ladies have been praying, 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 and they're making us look bad and, and so forth. We're going to open it up to the ladies. And that will start tomorrow. And I'll, I'll be helping, assisting probably initially. I will be uh, giving instructions and so forth. So I will be there if I'm in town and can be. And so forth, so open to men and ladies. Now, you have to understand the ladies are so well advanced over the skies. Uh, I think initially it's an hour, but they, they, they go an hour and a half. They just go after it, after it, and after it, and after it, because they've developed. And so uh, it starts at 6.30. We are going to limit it by the clock to one hour, 6.30 to 7.30. Bam, we're shutting up unless Jesus comes. Shutting up. Well, what if I have a bird? That's what home is for. Take it. Because... I understand that if you have a prayer meeting for an hour and a half and people showed up and they're only used to praying 10 minutes, they're going to get intimidated and frustrated and, they, you know, and so we understand that. And so we're going to open up. And again, if you only want to pray 10 minutes, 5 minutes, 2 minutes, whatever, stay the whole thing, no condo, bondo. We, we just want everybody to get involved in sowing. Whatever you sow, you reap. And so uh, another opportunity uh, to, to make power available. Okay.
my time is slipped away. And I, I never even got to my message. But how many you know we need this little family chit-chat? But how about this? How about this, BNQ? Um, I did have this incorporated in my message. And so we're going to have a testimony here. We read the text when Peter heard, when the, the, the uh, tax clerks came to Peter and says, does your master pay tax money? And he said, yes, he does. And then he went to the house where Jesus was, and he was thinking of something. Evidently, he wasn't thinking right about the whole situation, about the money. I don't, I don't know what he was thinking. The Bible doesn't say. We, we looked at this. And I would read the text. It's in Matthew 17. Uh, go ahead, just put the first verse on there. That way you have a reference. And uh, then when he came to the house, and actually, if you can roll the scriptures as I'm talking to the place... And when he came to the house, Jesus said, what are you thinking on? And so Jesus had to straighten Peter's thinking out about the need and the supply. And that's been the whole premise of the series is learning to think right. And once Peter thought right, what happened? God came in with a supernatural supply. Jesus told him to go fishing, and when he found the coin, get that coin, and it's enough to pay your taxes and my taxes. And from there, we learned some interesting things. It was a very small need, and yet God wanted to supply it supernaturally. God wants to supply all of our needs, big and small. And so, God wanted to supply it supernaturally, even though it was small. He could have just went to default mode, like we all do. We look at a bill, we look at our finances, and we immediately go to default mode of how we're going to take care of the need. And there's nothing wrong with that if you're outside the God mode, outside the anointing mode. And, and normally, if you don't get any directions, that's the mode you go with, absolutely. We're, we're not saying that you don't pay your bills because you're waiting for direction. No, when the bills are due, pay them. But I mean, I'm talking about letting God have an opportunity that he might want to do something out of your default mode. He may want to do something, believe it or not, God may want to do something out of the box. Going fishing to pay a tax bill is out of the box. Getting a coin out of the fish's mouth is out of the box. And so we got to think right. And and before we just instantly say, I'm going to take care of this need this way, this way, this way, and this way, is to say, Lord, is there another way you want to meet this need? And be open to that. Now, believe it or not, we had someone that actually did that this last week. Can you imagine that? Praise the Lord. Now, stand up, Reverend Scott, while I embarrass you. It's my associate. Doesn't he look good? Yes. How many pounds have you lost? About 70. What? 70. 70 pounds. 70. Not 17. Yes. 70 pounds. You know, whenever people get around me, they get convicted spiritually. I'm starting to get convicted <laughs> physically. All right, and that just happened 10 minutes a week, right? No, 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 it's, it's, it's hard work and so forth. Well, uh, he made mention that he actually had something come up and applied this principle allowing God to direct it. Again, great or small. You know, that, that coin was a small thing, but go ahead, Pastor Scott. Uh, so this, oh, am I on? Check, there we go. Uh, so we opened up our, our pool at our house uh, a couple of weeks ago, 
we like to open it the first week of May or so to try and get as much out of the three months that we can. And I could, if I could say this too, this goes along with my testimony. You know, last week I'd been at the church, I'd been born again 20 years last Tuesday since I started coming here. And when I heard that Pastor Michael was going to be teaching a series on supernatural supply, uh, you know, we endeavor to come every week to service and what can I get this week from church? Come empty, ready to be filled, right? And when I heard he'd be teaching on supernatural supply, I was so excited because he doesn't teach on, you know, you don't talk about money very often. And, you know, to be able to get a, a refreshing, a, a refilling on the subject of finances, thrilled about that. And so, uh, you know, we've been hearing this message about default mode. And so we went to open our pool at our house and the pump was seized up. You know, it's, I'm not sure how old it is. It's a little bit older. And uh, so I thought, okay, you know, we're going to need a new pump if we want to use the pool this year. So I called the pool store and it was about $500 or so. Uh, and so I didn't have that available at the time. And my default mode would have been to just go put it on a card and believe God to pay it off. You know, we needed to open the pool. But I got quiet, like Pastor was talking about, and talked to my wife. And, you know, I said, we're going to believe for this. And so we put that book, How God Taught Me About Prosperity, into practice. And we, we sat down. We claimed our pool pump. We told the devil to take his hands off our pool pump. We commanded angels to go and bring the pump into us. We thanked God for it. And uh, after, it was about a week or so. And, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting a little itchy because the pool's getting green, it's getting warmer out, the kids want to swim, what's going on here, you know, where's our pool, and we just kept thanking the Lord for it, and uh, I had initially gone online and found one for a little bit cheaper than that, and I thought, oh, this is great, you know, this is, and I just knew that wasn't the answer, that wasn't it, it was a little bit cheaper, but, so a few days later, we were browsing, I was on Facebook, and I saw someone had posted a pool for sale, I thought, well, that's nice, but I don't need a whole pool, but the Lord said, reach out to them, and so in my heart, I said, okay. You know, so I reached out and I said, hey, you know, I was just wondering, do you have the pump that went with this? And they said, yeah, we do. And we only used it for a couple of weeks last year. We'll give it to you for 100 bucks." So we praise the Lord. Now, I wish I could tell you that I waited until that point, but I did buy the one on Amazon first. I repented for it, but now, I, yeah, that was my Ishmael. I have to go through the return process. So praise the Lord. But still at the end, there's a harvest for us. We're grateful. Amen. I'm glad you shared that because we're all tempted. We're all tempted. To, you, know, you know, God's thoughts are not our thoughts. God's ways are not our ways. And God's timetable is not usually our timetable. You know, and of course, I don't want to teach. We've gone long enough. And so um, let's go ahead and have the worship team. Let's go ahead and, and close.